Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to Faith with Father. This is your host, Tim Perry, and with me in studio today is Father Joe Lobick from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wandsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Very good to be here. Yeah, great to see you again. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT about what we believe as Catholics, and today we're going to talk about angels. So uh, question 54 in the UCAT asks, what are angels? And as it says there, there are spiritual beings. They have no bodies, but they are totally spiritual. It is, uh, uh, they are messengers from God. That's what the word angel means, really, is a messenger of God. That it is God sending something to us. And we believe that, you know, this goes back in the Old Testament, the angels surrounding God's throne. Book of Daniel talks about angels and the visions and all this stuff and Jeremiah was was touched by the the coal with the angel touching his lips and so they play always have played a big part even in the New Testament they were there in the garden when Jesus was uh, contemplating his crucifixion and death they were there in the desert when he was tempted to comfort him so they've always been they were messengers the angel Gabriel came to Zechariah and then he came to the Blessed Mother to announce something, you know. So they're instruments of healing. Raphael, you know, as all these people, all these angels are beings of God, holy things, holy beings. And we, and we also have the uh, prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. Right, St. Michael who battled, you know, he... And doesn't he battle Lucifer who also was an angel right. and still At is, but he was a good angel on the, on the right side. Yeah. Then and what happened there? Well, as that book, the Bible tells us, the great war broke out in heaven because the angels, these angels wanted more. I was, you know, it's all kinds of things. I remember tell, I remember as a, as a first grader, Sister Helen telling us that the reason that was because, and she was really very, very correct theologically. Well, because she talked about it in a way we could understand, but the angels were supposed to go and worship Jesus when he was born. And these angels said, no, I'm, we're not going to do that because that's just another human being. And so, but it is, it is part of the, the theological understanding that these angels did not, they wanted, they didn't want God to become a human being because they thought that was too far beneath him. They didn't understand. You know, it's it's hard to comprehend how they couldn't understand because mm -hmm. they're, you know, an angel, you know. Mm -hmm. But those kind of things, you know, so there was that. And, but they do have free wills. They have a will, free will, just like we do. So they, they could fall from grace. Mm -hmm. so. And again, with free will, how could you choose against God? Why would you choose yeah, anything knowing, other than loving right. and, and serving God? Right. It's It's amazing to... So the angels did it, and, and we, we do too. We do too, yes, absolutely. So 
So can we interact with the angels? What, uh, Absolutely, yes, we did. It's, again, it's in scriptures. People mm-hmm. interacted with angels. Tobit and Raphael and, you know, and the angels came to announce uh, that Sarah would have a baby, you know. That, so they they often appear as human beings. They can appear because we have to be able to see them if we're going to interact with them. Mm-hmm. So they can have the appearance of a human being, a man, a woman, or whatever. So there is always that interaction. Even if we can't see them, we believe that they're there. We can interact with them. We pray to our angels, to the guardian angels, that God has given each of us a guardian angel. It's like because we believe that God is always with us, he's always there for us, and that's what an angel is. It's the presence of God with us. That's what he sends. That's his messenger. That's his presence. His The breath of God is with us. And so that's what an angel is. And so they are with us. And uh, I pray to my guardian. The first thing I say when I get out of, up in the morning is that prayer to my guardian angel. And that's the last thing I say. Before what, what's the prayer that you say? The, Angel of God, my guardian, dear, to whom God's love permits be here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. Amen. So that's what I learned. I as remember a child. that prayer. It's, yeah, I use it every day. Every day of my life, I say that prayer. It was when I open my eyes, the alarm clock goes off, and as soon as I, that's the first thing I say. So, what's the job of our guardian angels? Again, it's 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 presence of God. It's God's love, his protection, his guidance. It's all there. You know, all these things. Well, God is everywhere, and he's with us all the time. But the guardian angels, are, our guardian angels, are very uh, much a part of our life, whether we know it or not. You know, we've all had close calls in all kinds of things. They're driving a car. We stop in time. We make the turn in time. We miss, you know, it's always kind of all kinds of close calls. We almost fell. I almost slipped. I almost, well, you know, it's not just luck. It's our guardian angel. And if I think we have to, if we think in those terms, then we're going to be more aware of God. And that's what they're there for, to help us to be more aware of God. It's, it's not them per se. It's God's love. And God has sent them. That's his messenger to each and every one of us. So next time you have a close call, just don't think you were lucky. Thank your guardian angel. Thank your guardian angel. When I, uh, when I get ready for, for uh, the day every morning, the Pieta book is the blue book where mm-hmm. Mary's holding Jesus. And it has it's full of great prayers. And one of the prayers that I learned from there was every morning, the first thing is to say seven glory bees to your guardian angel for guidance and seven glory bees to the Holy Spirit for enlightenment. Oh, good. So seven glory bees each. And again, so you're acknowledging the presence of your guardian angel first thing in the morning. And just like you do when you say the prayer, you're acknowledging him and you're asking him to guide you, to protect you, and basically to lead you to Jesus, lead you to God. Right. And keep you out of danger and lead you closer to him. So why would you pray to your guardian angel? What's the point there? Well, the prayer is, prayer is being aware, spending time. It's the same thing. We pray to God. We want to be aware of him. That's the whole idea. Prayer is not just, you know, asking God to do this, that, and the other thing. Prayer is spending time with God. As 
the old definition of prayer, which is still, of course, very accurate, a lifting of the mind and the heart to God. That means that we're aware of him. We're taking time to be specifically aware of him. And that's what Jesus taught us. Pray always and don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. That means he's encouraging us to be aware, to know that he's always with us, just like he said. Mm-hmm. Know that I am always with you, even to the end of the age. That's what That's what prayer is all about. It's not a matter of just asking God for things. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But mainly what prayer is, is it helps us to be aware of God, how much he loves us, how close he is to us all the time. One of the questions I was asked one time is, I just pray, pray to Jesus. You know, why do you Catholics pray to the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, guardian angel? Yeah. Because the scriptures say there's only one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. What would you say to somebody like that? We believe that the saints and the angels are in the presence of God. And so we ask them to pray for us. That's all we're doing. Just like you ask anybody, uh, I got my my child is sick, please pray for him. And that's all we're doing. Well, if we can ask somebody that's living here on earth to pray for us, why can't we ask the angels and the saints in heaven to pray for us? They're mm-hmm. part, again, of that communion of saints, mm-hmm. the church triumphant that is already there in the presence of God. So we're not... So know, we're not undermining the... No, absolutely. The position of Jesus no as way. the mediator. Right. No We're way. actually praying with and for one another to Jesus, right. to the Heavenly Father. Right. So Jesus remains the mediator between God and man, but now it's the, the, the suffering church, you know, yeah. and the church militant, those of us still alive here on earth right. that are striving to get to heaven. We're trying to work together as a team to help one another get to heaven. Right, right. So some people think that when someone dies, they became an, they become an angel. Is that a correct thinking? No, that's not accurate at all. Uh, we 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 like to think that they're with the angels and they are in heaven, but you can't become an angel. That's what that's what your cre- an angel is created by God, but we are created too by God with a body and a soul. So you, if you were an angel, you wouldn't have a body. So your body is you. That's who you are. God didn't make us like, it's not dualism, which is an ancient heresy in the church. It's not body, bad, soul, good, and we got to get rid and out of the body to, so we can be with God. That's that, that, that kind of thinking smacks of, of that whole dualism idea. Mm-hmm. But our bodies and our souls, as we profess in the creed, I look forward to the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Mm-hmm. That at the end of time, when Jesus comes back, the dead will arise. And our bodies and souls will be back together again because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. We are body and soul. We're not two parts. It's just like Jesus, God and man. You can't separate those two. And Jesus is in heaven, body and soul. God and man. And same thing with the Blessed Mother. She is in heaven, body and soul. Mm -hmm. That's what we just celebrated a few weeks back with the Assumption of Mary. That's where she is. And that's where we'll all be one day, too, Mm -hmm. if God willing, you know. But wouldn't you say, Father, it's rare for someone to go 
straight to heaven because we are imperfect. We are sinners in need of God's grace. And because right. we're imperfect, uh, the book of Revelation says nothing imperfect shall enter heaven. So, right. again, our last show we talked about purgatory and this cleansing. It's probably true for most of us that we're, we're going to have to go through that cleansing if, before right. we get to heaven. Right. Very few people, I think, are so perfect and have never committed any sin. That's, what the, that's why we believe the Blessed Mother is in heaven, because she didn't commit any sin. But, <clears throat> and I can't say that there's, it's absolutely 100%, but a very few people go straight to heaven. So we are going to go through that. And again, it's nothing that we should be, you know, afraid of, because it's part of the journey. And it's the, and you know, as I always, you get to purgatory, you know you're going to be in heaven someday, if, if nothing else. That's what and, makes it a lot different yeah. from hell. Right. And, we know, again, time is time, and there is no time in purgatory. So, to us, it's not going to be, you know, I'm, I'm waiting years to get out of here. Again, it's a process it, of cleansing. It, yeah, but it can happen. Who It could it could be just in a, in a flash of, of light. Who knows? I don't know. We'll find out soon enough, yeah. right, Father? Right. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing those thoughts with us. You've been listening to Father Joe Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church. And this is your host, Tim Perry, for Faith with Father, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. This week would be a good time to go to church if you haven't been in a while. We look forward to seeing you. Until next time, God bless you. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.